spit me out On my way to the bottom Sure I'd never be found Then you saw me for me Made me believe in myself On the day that I met you It all turned around You said close your eyes Don't look down Fall into me And I'll catch you darling We'll dance in the street Like nobody's watching It's just you and me And the song goes Welcome back to Pucks and Polishes. It's been a long time since I've said that sentence. Episode number 31. I'm Blake. I'm going to bring on my beautiful co-host, my wife, of when this episode drops, 16 years. Mandy, welcome to the show. 16 years and I haven't killed you. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, though? Actually, I, I will say people listening, um, 16 years and we're actually better now than we've ever been. <laughs> oh. Definitely a lot healthier than it's ever been. <laughs> Without a doubt, yes. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I realize it's, we we haven't done a Pucks and Polish episode in almost four years. It's really been that long. It's been that long. I looked, tried to find the last episode. I wanted to find episode number 30, um, December 2018. What was it about? Um, it was like when I was doing, we were doing vacation shows. We did a whole bunch of shows. with the like wrestling theme stuff. I could look it up on um, on the IMDb again because it was interesting. Yeah, but it's been that long. But the funny part is we're redoing it the list that we did in 2015. I honestly can't even... And the funny part is, I, I wanted to go back and listen to that show, and I'll explain everything in a minute, but I, I lost that episode in the great computer crash of 2017, so I can't even go back and listen to that episode, because I got lost in that great computer crash. So so we, you you have no idea... I don't remember. I remember some. I don't remember much of anything. I really don't remember. My memory, my memory is. I have... My, my memory is like... Scattered at best, especially when I do so much podcasting. My memory is scattered at best, but... Before we get to our main topic, at the end of last week's Blake and Sal show, I teased a big announcement by you. And I wanted to say for this show, because about the then time people this show then actually out there in public knowledge, so that I don't, I, I'm not like spoiling anything for anybody, because when we last record, we recorded the Blake and Sal show, it wasn't public knowledge yet. But I wanted you to be the one to make the big announcement. What's going on with you as of now, honey? Um, I can now reveal that my children's book, I Know I Am, um, is now available for pre-order. Which is amazing, by the way. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) And um, we are looking at a spring 2022, which is coming up. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. (laughs) uh, Release date. Which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. I am so proud of you, honey. I really am so proud of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, this has been going on in the background for months. We just, obviously, I'm not going to talk about it on the show. Since September. Yeah, it's been a long time. This has been in the background. I'm not going to bring it up on the show, but I can't talk about it. There's just no point. So why don't you tell the audience what this is, what this book is. Um, this book is essentially my life story. Um, <clears throat> from a, a young age, I... 
um, dealt with bullying and eating disorders as a result. And I wanted this to be the book I needed when I was younger for kids. Um, it shows that there are very real consequences to bullying. Um, it gives an awareness for parents and kids and other professionals that eating disorders are real at young ages and they can be taken care of. Um, it also promotes healthy coping strategies and the power of positive affirmations. It's, it's fantastic. I'm, I've been following, I've been with you since the beginning of all this. And I'm so proud this is actually happening. <laughs> I know right when we were heading into 2022, you were like, I got something big. I just can't talk about it yet. <laughs> it was a big deal. But, like, I know people that have been excited for this, and I'm really, really excited for you. Um, it's going to be funny that I'm going to have be – he's going to be the more famous one in this room now. <laughs> this book is going to be, like – I saw some people that I have international friends that are looking forward to picking this thing up. And things like that. So, for, for, not even a joke. I do have some people in the internationally that are looking forward to picking this up pre-order. So, <laughs> it's, like, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's definitely surreal. It's like I was talking uh, to my best friend or one of my best friends last night about it, and I, I just, it's weird because I have to also remember that I can't take like reviews personally because it's not just it's not a fiction book it's like literally my life uh-huh. <laughs> so um i'm gonna have to stay away from from review in the comments and the comment sections and um she's she did say to me like do you want to be everybody's cup of tea or do you want to be somebody's shot of whiskey Ooh. I like that. And although I don't like whiskey, I mean, I, I agree. And I like that, actually. All along, I've always said that if I can help one person, that it would be enough. So, I guarantee you'll be helping people, helping kids out there for sure. Female and, and little boys, both of them. I think it'd be great. It's going to be a great inspiration for them. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm making sure that it's being marketed to children in general. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we've already seen with our son that um, bullying has led mm-hmm. him to, like, want to be thinner and um luckily like we he's got the support and i mean i did have support but it's different it's different when you're younger it's different it's different when you're younger and it was also different in the 80s and early 90s growing up because Uh nobody really it wasn't talked about i know exactly what you're talking about i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) so i think things are just very we grew up a different generation generations yeah things are are very different so we always joke we have the four-year age difference, but we still grew up in the same generation. Like, we really did. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Um, real fast, you asked me our last Bucket Pause episode. I did quickly did some research on it. Um, it was not four, five years ago. It was about four years ago. It was 2018. It was November 30th, 2018, and it was you having issues with the PWI um, Women's Top 50. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds like you. It does sound like you. And the episode before that was our preview of evolution. That's how far back we go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how far back it's been since we've gotten this title. But right after that was when uh, me and CJ started doing our little uh, little run show, and then the con season happened, and then and then like 2020 happened. So like things haven't been normal. Very true. Very so. true. But anyway, let's get into what we're doing here. So in 2015, we did the. Our celebrity top five crush list, pretty much. And honestly, I don't remember what it was. I can't remember at all. We went both, we both, but most male and female for the fun of it. And now here we are in 2022. And I figured for our anniversary show, since we're taking the week off on the social side, let's do it again. 
have some fun with it again. And um, I'm not going to lie, this is completely different from the list that I know for a fact I put together because some people were not on this list five years ago because they didn't exist in my life then. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, you... and seven years ago, two of the people out here did not exist yet. Like, yeah, you, you, you had, <laughs> you have to, to frame that as they did not exist in your life. No, in my world, in my, in my world, they did not exist just seven years ago. Okay, so. just, just, just verifying that because. No, not age wise. <laughs> Otherwise, that just. Sounds... Well, well, yeah. <laughs> that just sounds super creepy. No, 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 definitely not how it sounded. I mean, not how it meant it. <laughs> um, by the way, just so you're aware, the lot as we are, we actually, as tradition on this show, we're sitting in our bed doing a podcast, but we have a puppy and a donkey sitting in here. We have our, we have our, we have our Snoopy cuddling with um, Eeyore on our bed in front of us. So she's my emotional support, Snoopy. I've, <laughs> I've been sick, so yeah, she really hasn't left my side much at all. Yeah, pretty much. So just, not COVID. No, definitely not COVID. 100% not t- COVID. I've taken three tests. Yeah, I, I, I've been making that very clear to people. Um, three people in this house have been sick, and it's just been a very, very bad cold in this house for the last two, two weeks. Yeah. This is what it is. I want to say, like, there's been at least five COVID tests taken in this house. <laughs> and, and and two of them were the um, confirmation ones, so definitely were the legit ones, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Also, no. make sure that you uh, get those four tests from the government and order them for your house if you haven't yet. 100%, yes. 100%, yes. Um, okay, let's do this. Would you want to start female or male? Where do you want to start first? Uh, want to flip a coin? Um, don't even have any coins on me. Flip something. <laughs> well, Mandy said flip anything, and as per tradition, I ran over to my puck collection and got a hockey puck to flip. I, I completely forgot I did. I used to do this all the time, and I haven't, I haven't been. I haven't been in this room to do a show in a long time, so I haven't had to do it. Um, so heads is the admiral, blow goes tails is. The collection thing on the back, so we call it. But wait, <laughs> but don't we have to determine which one? No, is? You, you, I, okay, yeah. You tell me which one you want. Which one's heads? Which one's tails? Um, <laughs> you don't run a practice. <laughs> Let's go with tails being female, just because I like the butts. I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what you're going to do. <laughs> and tails, it is. All right then. Um, Snoop, uh, Snoopy heard a big bang about the puck landing on the bed. It's very confused. <laughs> very, very confused. Yes, we're talking about my favorite females, but you're not that kind. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay. I this is normal in this house. Absolutely normal. All right. So we'll. We want to do, how do we want to do this? Do you want to go back and forth? Do you want to see if we match anybody? How do we want to do this? Um. Well, why don't we start with you? Because I think you're like. Since you're the man and it's more heteronormative for you to that's have. Thing, that's, that's funny, pretty. That's not even a thing we thought, think about in this house anymore. That's the funniest part. No, it's not. <laughs> that's not a thing we think about in this house anymore. But um, well, I'll go bottom to the top on my thing because my top one's obvious. Everyone knows me. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the bottom one's actually the newest one on here on the female side of things. And it would be one Isabel Gomez. Ah, from one day, one at, day a time. at a time, and then head the class. And I'm not gonna lie, her Instagram page is amazing. Her <laughs> page is fucking incredible. But I had to include her on here. Come on, she's beautiful and she's funny, and she's intelligent. And in fact, the funny part is that when I was making my list, I'm like, I had a whole bunch of extra females. I'm like, but it's a combination. It's not just the attractiveness. It's also like the personality and all the other stuff that makes it worth it. So definitely there. So. Um, why don't you jump back to you or go back and forth? Uh, why don't you just, you can name all yours. Okay. Um, I, of course I have to do my girl from the flash, Candace Patton. Love her so much. 
And funny part was, you didn't really get it. And then I sent you some pictures. And when she was on vacation, she was like, oh, I see why. I see what it is. Okay. But I love her. She's a fucking badass. Anyway. And um, it works for me. I have to give my girl Kelly Clarkson, who I I respect the hell the last few years. She... She had the kid, and then she decided she wants to be more. She decided she was very happy in her skin. What decided I'm plus size, I don't care, and I respect that 100%. 100% respect. And who gives a shit? We watched her Christmas special. She's fucking gorgeous. She is. Who cares? Like, who gives a shit? Uh, And this was one, the next one is one of the ones I debated over, but then I'm like, yeah, of course, it's Melissa Benoist from Supergirl. And our, from our world, from Glee, and funny part was, she's also in Jane Solid Reboot, the show I'm doing, uh, the pocket movie I'm doing for Clerks a Minute Reboot right now. She's in there, too. I completely forgot she was in the movie, and I completely freaked out when she popped up in the frame. I'm like, she's amazing, and I love her. And I'll give full respect to her. It's not just being attractive, but just being a hilarious person. She's just fun. And, of course, number one, the top one on my list had to be, first name I put down on here is my girl. From the WWE, I miss her, Mr. 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 so damn much, because she's been injured for most of the last year. My girl, Bailey. I miss her so much. Okay. I miss her. But here's the thing. I only person one person for wrestling. I did one person for wrestling on here. I have a list. Nope, that's fine. But is it long hair, Bailey? Or Ooh. short hair, Bailey? I miss the long hair. I do miss the long hair. But she looks so damn cute with the short hair and the heel. But I miss the long hair. I Trust me, I you know how heartbroken I was when she cut her hair. I was heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> but like I had like a list of other people that I had to knock off. But I have so many wrestling crushes. So I will say, I will say that that person right there, Rosario Dawson, that's who I thought. It was tough. It was a tough decision. And then, no, okay, spoiler alert for those who haven't won Book of Boba Fett last week. I don't it's been over a week by the time people hear this. So she she did a surprise guest appearance in the Book of Boba Fett. And I'm like, what? What are you doing here? I, mean, I didn't expect to see you in this episode. <laughs> I was so damn excited. So, no, I love Rosario Dawson. Sometimes behind the scenes. Some things. But, like, I love her personally. Like, as, as an attractive person. But, like, I have my wrestlers. I have my other people. Me and a friend of ours, um, we go back and forth about Anna Kendrick and, like, Vanessa Hudgens. And we go back and forth about that kind of stuff. But, like, it's a tough top five. But there you go. All right. Um, so our top five, actually, we share one, which it shouldn't be a shock. It's Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) She is my, uh, my forever girl crush. From American Idol day one. From day one. Day one. Day one. That was 2002. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Um, Kendall Tool. Yes, of course. Obviously. Of course, your girl. Peloton. Your girl. I absolutely adore her. Um, Piper Niven, mm-hmm. who is just, she's so unapologetically her. Oh, I gotta send you the interview she did with Wrestling Inc. Apparently she didn't give a crap, and she did it like she was on Media Row, and did not give a crap, and started making fun of Vince McMahon on Media Row. <laughs> I just sent you the video. It's on tomorrow's wrestling, it's on this last week's wrestling, I'll send you the video later. Wow. <laughs> she, did a, she did a Vince impression on Media Row. <laughs> wow. So. Um. Gina Rodriguez. Oh, I forgot about Gina Rodriguez. I forgot about her. Yes, uh, from Jane the Virgin, from Diary of a Future President. She's just, she's another, like, badass, curvy Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she doesn't count as a wrestler anymore. Uh, Renee Paquette. 
Yeah, you're right. Rebecca Cash, she's gorgeous. She's yeah, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. She's funny. She's talented. She's one of a kind. Yeah, she's, she's one just, of a kind. She's insane. So. And she brings in her podcast. She brings the best out of people. She brings the best out of people. Um, and Ooh. then so for my honorable mentions, I have Jess King from Peloton for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that one. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you two obvious reasons. <laughs> well, the funny part is, um, in the um, Jess King Collective Facebook group, a bunch of females like, "I'm straight. I think she's fucking hot." I'm like, "Because she is fucking hot." <laughs> and also, let me also tell you, then you're not straight. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. It's just the way she works. Like, I was, so I was, funny. I was not having that conversation uh w- with Claire last night, actually about you shockingly <laughs> because <laughs> you have you have that sticker on your car oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's a straight ally and i said i don't have the heart to tell him that if he <laughs> if he's thirsty for a particular british peloton instructor we'll get to that in a little while <laughs> but for how thirsty he is for him he is not Oh wow! We'll um, okay, so besides Just King, um, Naya, oh, Naya Jax. Um, the only reason she and Piper aren't reversed is just because Naya's not. She's anti-vax. She got. She actually got insulted because they fired her for not being back. Yeah. So I mean, like that. Which I'm sorry. It's yeah. Just, so sorry. That kind of took her out of. Yeah, I'm with you there. Of that. Um, and then Jennifer Lopez, just because she's Jennifer, yeah, she's J-Lo and like, I mean, from Selena onward, she, I mean, she's just, she's remained gorgeous, although her dating habits have been weird. However, I am definitely team, uh, Benefer. (laughs) I don't think they should have broken up the first time, but I mean, we, then we wouldn't have had Diddy and, the Whatever weird backup dancer and then A Rod. It just, but Benefer, Benefer for life. So. Um, oh, by the way, I forgot I had one more person on here that was um, now relevant again in 2022. When I made this list, she was just going to be a guest in the Royal Rumble, and now she's in the main event of a pay per view, and that was one Lita, Amy Dumas. Because <laughs> I have Amy Dumas written down, and I'm like, oh, wait, she's back on TV now. <laughs> she's actually yeah. relevant again in 2022. She's, she's definitely uh... <laughs> my original, one of my original wrestling crushes. Yes. Like, I love her so much. Oh, man. But no, yeah, that's funny. That's very, very, very funny. All right, let's move on to a sleeping dog. <laughs> Is she snoring into the microphone? By the way, the first story did not he, he get picked up. That's really funny. Okay, good. <laughs> that's why I said something. I'm like, she's snoring into the microphone. All right, so jump over to the uh, male side of the equation to go with her point. <laughs> that she literally just made a joke about. Um, the funny part is, we were joking right before we came on that, like, I'm having trouble making my girls list. I'm like, I was slightly having trouble making my guy list originally. But um, I did. Then I realized. Funny part is, you were doing the same thing I did where I was like going to my Instagram page, like, who am I forgetting? Okay, how am I forgetting? So you are so predictable with your guy crushes. Can I guess them? Here, my phone over here. <laughs> okay, go for it. All right. So obviously, one Bradley Rose, the Peloton instructor, that <laughs> the British Peloton instructor. The funny part was I remember Bradley Rose. I jumped on the rides first with him, and you didn't understand it. Like no, why I got obsessed. I did one of his rides, right? And I was just like, "This isn't gonna work." But then I fell for him. However, it's kind of like <laughs> how it was with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, this is like that. Uh, what was that me- that video that came out like two weeks ago from the couple that does all the videos and the Peloton one? Related to how to do with Cody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. I can't but, think of their names right now. No, but I'm talking about my experience with Bradley is the same as my experience with you. Uh-huh. When you first called me, <laughs> when you first called me, I listened to the message hung up, deleted the message, and then looked at my friend who I was with, Kathy, and I was like, this is never going to work out. I can't understand a fucking word he said. Okay, here's the funny part about it. I'm so used to British accents because of, like, my friends John and Niall. That, because my friend Niall is Irish, and my friend John is in, is in um, the United Kingdom. I'm so used to their accents that his accent didn't even phase me. It's Honestly, I don't even know. I, 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 maybe I was just in a bad mood that it day. Pre- it was also pre-Ted Lasso. Well, it wasn't even the accent. It was just, he was just too peppy, too peppy and maybe and I, I love that kind of positivity. Yeah. I love that. And kind maybe of I stuff. was just in a bad mood that day because now I can't get enough of it. And I cannot start any of his rides until I hear quickly clack your toes into the stirrups. And, though, and a couple of times he skipped and she gets so mad. I do. <laughs> so mad. I get so offended. <laughs> but that's what you do. You were, you were in a very bad mood one week and he could, he arrived with him can even show you up. Oh, like, yeah, you're definitely in a bad mood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So you're definitely thirsty for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go. Grant Gustin, obviously, the Flash. Flash. Um, is there a male wrestler on your list? No, I, I actually had one bumped off. Okay. Well, the one that was bumped off was KO. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, Lynn Manuel Miranda, obviously. Which I've been caught out on. I don't know about the podcast about. I've been caught out about, so that's not exactly public knowledge. <laughs> Uh, that's three. Jeremy Jordan. Wow, you're good. <laughs> well, yeah, you ever since like Newsies and pre Newsies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do I know the fifth one? Yes, of course you do. Is it recent? Should I give you a hit? Is it recent? It's in the category of geeky. Geeky. America's ass. Oh, Chris Evans. <laughs> so, by the way, so um, on Hawkeye, they did this whole musical number on Hawkeye, which, by the way, um, Anna Pascal was the lead on, which is amazing. But anyway, this whole musical number, and they totally had to throw in a joke about Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans talking about them, and they're like, they're talking about how um, Cap, Cap, I forgot the line, fourth line, the second line's like, but they're easy on the eyes. I cry. I almost fell out of the seat. I was like, I can't believe they threw that in there. The joke. Okay, about Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans. I didn't expect that. Um, the only other person that you missed is a newer one, Brett Goldstein. Honestly, that's who I was going for. Yeah. That was, when I said, is he recent? That's no, who I thought. But he is on the outside of the list. I was actually, I, if I couldn't, I was having trouble remembering somebody, and like, oh, there's Brett Goldstein as well. So. Okay. Because it's Roy fucking Kent. It's Roy fucking Kent. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Go ahead, honey. <laughs> okay. <coughs> uh, we share two of them. Okay. Uh, Bradley Rose, of course, mm-hmm. obviously, and Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Lin Manuel is amazing. I'm yeah. sorry, but he's fucking amazing. Just like as a person. He's a, but, but but he's so fucking humble. He that man does not deserve to be as humble as he is. Okay, so with those two out of the way, I feel like you should be able to guess my other three. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. My brain is not working to say for some reason. Luke Bryan. 
No. No, it's not on there. She's not even on on That's surprising. That's surprising, actually. There's actually no musical artist. Wow. That's actually a big deal for you. Oh, come on. My brain is just not working. Literally, I'm so disappointed in you. You should be disappointed in me right now. I I was actually doing better with the female side than the male side right now in my brain. John Moxley. Oh, John Mox. The Mox. The, the Mox. Who? Especially like now that he's. Especially nowadays. Especially nowadays. Like, like for a while there, when now that I realized he was he was sick with. The alcohol, he, alcohol yeah. stuff. Um, I was I was admittedly like not. I, by the way, I wish you were home during Dynamite to see your reaction to Brian Danielson and John Moxley being in the ring together because the place went nuts. Like it was. A, Amazing moment! Like so, holy shit! But yes, obviously, Fox, of course, it of does. Course. Like he's been a he's been a pretty like you were Dean Ambrose, you were you were Dean Ambrose exactly. girl, and then John Moxie happened, yeah. and, and now he's no longer Dean Ambrose. He's Mox. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zach Efron. Oh duh! Of yeah. course. Like, I mean, we're talking about like all time, <laughs> all time, and barely legal. <laughs> like, I mean, you have a seventeen again movie poster on the wall right by your bed, and, and you had to look him up when we first saw him. For in the high school musical, musical. The high school musical. So. Funny part is, we're there. Um, my friend, I did a Wildcat minute talking about those two movies, first two movies too. And then the last one. Can you guess the last one? How obvious is it? How it's super is it? obvious. But I'm not, my, why is my brain not working today? It's none today? of the people on our wall, but it's someone that's on our TV like every night. Oh, Q. Of course. Oh, of course. Brian Q from Impractical Jokers. Yes, Brian <laughs> Quinn. Brian <laughs> Quinn. Um, and, also, I'm telling Steve Dave. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so my honorable mentions are KO. Of course. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. Brett Goldstein, Duh. Roy fucking Kent, <laughs> Roy fucking Kent, and also this one should shock no one, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Of course, and Jimmy Fallon, part of like our new, our new favorite show right now. Yeah, which unfortunately <laughs> it's season finale. Oh, season finale. That was season yeah. finale this past week. I'm hoping they come back after the Olympics. I was hoping, but no. So well, that is that. And, um, the biggest Sound show. We'll be back next week, hopefully with all three of us together. I don't know what's going to happen. Might we get back from the break that we're taking right now. Um, we're going to, people listening to this, we're probably not even awake yet when people are hearing this, because I don't know when we're waking up in our hotel suite, because we're literally on vacation as people are listening to this. We, we finally got a getaway away from the kid for the first time since our, for, for longer than one night for the first time since our 50th anniversary. Yes. This is a long time coming and I'm in two years in the making for us because we were planning on doing something two years ago and the pandemic screwed up all of our plans the last two years. So we finally get to do something big for ourselves. Which is not big, big enough yeah. to do something for ourselves. It's just nice to be away. So, um, quick plug for me. Go over to the Entertainment Apex. Subscribe to that if you have not already. By the time this drops, the first, I want to say, six episodes of my nine-episode miniseries talking about Miracle throughout the Olympic Games is going on right now. Um, that was actually one of the rare podcast series that Mandy was not a part of that I did. It was a rare one. That never, and she just didn't want, she didn't find the interest in this. That's fine. You're allowed. <laughs> but she'll be back for um, Clerks Minute and also my next project on Entertainment. I'm not going to reveal here because I talk about it next Friday on that show. So go listen to that and I make the announcement on there. Thank you, honey, for taking time out to do this. It's always fun. I always look forward to doing shows with you. And hopefully we can bring this back every so often, especially leading up to your book launch. Sounds good. So, and give updates to everybody on what's going on with that. Until then, thank you all for tuning into this, and I'll see you all next week. I'm Blake. 
I'm Mandy. And you've been listening to the long way to return of Pucks and Polishes. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. So this is interesting for me. I am actually sitting down with my lovely, beautiful wife, but more importantly, the author of I Know I Am, a new children's book that is just coming out. Mandy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Blake. <laughs> thank you so much. This is so weird. <laughs> this is really, really weird. So actually, I, really, I haven't done an interview in a few years. This is actually interesting for me because pre-pandemic, I, st- I haven't done an interview since the pandemic started. This is interesting for me. But... For me, this is cool because not just because it's you, but you actually have you're releasing a children's book that's not just has something completely different for you. What is the meaning behind this book for you? Before we even get to what the actual book is about, um, it's this book is literally it's a dream come true. It's always been a dream of mine to be a published author. Um, and if you know me, you know that I love working with children in any capacity. I wanted to be a teacher. Life had other plans for me, um, but that passion is still there. I mean, I work with teenagers at church. Um, I've always tried to work with organizations that have, that give something back to children. And so for me, I'm hoping that not only writing this book, but being able to speak to kids and, um, work with them I, I i think that this will be a really great use of all of my passions so what's the story though I, that's how that's the important part what is the story of our book we were talking about here these the story of the book is essentially it's my life story from when i was seven um when i was seven i dealt with a couple of bullies who essentially changed my life um originally not for the better but at the end of the day, the lessons that they've taught me have carried me way beyond uh, these three decades. Um, they sent me into an eating disorder at the age of seven. Um, I was anorexic, but it was not diagnosed by a doctor. Um, and since then, it's just been developing healthy coping mechanisms, um, getting rid of unhealthy coping mechanisms, working with my family and other professionals to to be the best version of myself that I can be. And this is the book that I wish I would have had when I was younger, that I wish a doctor or a teacher or even my parents pressed into my hands to let me know that regardless of what other people say, um, I have the power to make my own destiny. 
You say that, actually, I had that written down. I'm going to make sure I brought that line up because I hear that all the time. <laughs> I hear that line all the time because it's true. I, and we were joking about this on a different show that we did together that we're from the same kind of generation. We have the generation where our, not that our parents weren't great parents. We both had a really different, different child. But even thinking about being skinny, being fat, fat was a negative term. Yes. For a long time being fat. Like, I'm a big guy. I have birth I'm a big guy. And it took me a long time to be okay in my own skin. And for, for females, it's even harder. It's even harder for females than it is for men. So where do you think people this generation have your book now? How do you feel that's going to actually work for this generation? Um, I think that this book fits right into this generation. Um, this generation is much more open about talking about mental health. Yes. Um, <laughs> They're breaking stigmas all over the place. Fat is no longer a bad word. Um, and I feel like this just will aid in their ability to be more informed, to do more things with that information, and um, to continue making things better for the next generation. I think that's ultimately the goal of each generation is to make things a little better for the next and like you said, our parents weren't bad parents. They oh. did the best with the information that they had. Um, and now that we have more information, we're able to make it better for our genera- our, our children's generation. And I think that, if anything, we're really going in a positive direction. I know we always joke because we have our, our son downstairs who, at his age, is so much more open about everything. I, I, don't, I remember being 13 years old and being so open about, like, being possibly overweight or possibly sexuality or anything never ever and now we're in a generation where you're right mental health is actually on the table we actually watched the olympic games where an olympic athlete literally took time off for mental health that would never have happened before yes it's never what happened <laughs> and i think that ultimately for so long eating disorders and mental health were separated i think the eating disorders also is one of those things where it's hard to prove if you don't know the person, too. It's hard to prove to people outside. You, you can't look at somebody and say, you have an eating disorder. Exactly. say that. I mean, I would be the first person to say that I do not look like I have had two eating disorders in my lifetime. But I also feel like the big thing that needs to be addressed is that when a person has an eating disorder, and this is mentioned in the book, that they are going to go out of their way to hide it so that other people don't know. It feels like actually this is perfect from who wrote it from the author here, saying eating disorder at the same level is kind of depression. You can't tell that no. somebody has it from the outside. You can't. No, they're really good at hiding it. Exactly, really and that is ultimately why I th- I think that. It's important that this book ties mental health along with an eating disorder because they are very tied together. It's not necessarily always about the food. It's about your mindset. It's about wanting control. It's wanting to be different. And I think that having those healthy coping mechanisms like writing in a journal, like seeing a therapist, like being able to have open dialogues with your your parents, your teachers, your classmates, I think all of that is so vital um, for wellness and wholeness and healing. Um, I, I actually was thinking about this, and we talked about this, joke about it actually, but do you expect to see this kind of a book maybe even being in almost like a counseling room at school? Like, we joke about it in, like, in, in, they have the joke pamphlets and everything else, but I could almost see a book like this being like that, 
or you go to somebody for help and it's here. Read this. Take a look at this. We'll talk about it. We can talk about how you're feeling, but take a look at this first. I mean, I ultimately would love that um, because I did, I did seek help. I did talk to my parents. My parents went to a doctor, and it's in the book. But the doctor basically, he used the words overweight and diet. And- I was gonna say I've actually we're talking about this on a show. I've done the same thing. I did the same thing. I got sent to um a couple of like health weight loss classes at like t- teenage years or on TJ stage. I never understood it. And looking back at it, it's like, why did we do that? It didn't change anything. It never changed anything mentality because I felt like I was just a, oh, I can't think of the word right now. I I, I just kind of stood out. Like, okay, fine. I'm a big guy, but I don't a- think that way. Anomaly. I think you're perfect. I, it just it felt like to me, like, I'm not here to, I'm not, I'm not happy with myself. My parents are looking at me like, you have to lose the weight because the doctors say so. Exactly. Exactly. And. I think that there's such an issue right now with, or not necessarily right now, but definitely in the past, you know, my parents went to the doctor hoping that that doctor would help me. And instead of pressing a book like this in my hands and giving me healthy coping mechanisms, he basically wanted me to go on a diet. And that changes the trajectory of how I viewed eating, how I viewed dieting. And going on a diet at that young of an age is ridiculous. Yes. That's a ridiculous idea, like, honestly. And I talked about this on, on a different podcast that I was on, but I was one of, if not the youngest person at a TOPS meeting. I remember being probably eight or nine, and they were just so excited that they put me in their promotional video, that they were excited that they had a child. And looking back, I would have been horrified However, again, like mom was just doing the best with the knowledge that she had at that Mm -hmm. time. And now I'm hoping that parents can utilize this as a resource for their children um, because eating disorders are very real at young ages. And at that time, you have the impact to completely change their lives Mm -hmm. and where they can view food. No food is good. No food is bad. Everything in moderation, and I think that's the biggest thing that we need to teach children, is that food has no moral value. Exactly. And I make a point about, especially kids at a young age, you go to a doctor and we have friends that have dealt with it with their kids. We've dealt with it. Yeah, we've dealt with it with our kid now. That the doctors say you're overweight based on this chart, on this scale, based on the worldwide charts, and at your age, and I'm like... Okay, and like, what's the big deal? He's healthy. He's running. He he plays soccer. He runs around like a maniac. He's a healthy kid. Like I don't understand the mentality behind, it. and that comes from us growing up with it. So it's different for us than it was for our parents, without a doubt. And I feel like everybody is different. Everybody is different 100% as right. well. Hundred percent. And we are all compared on this this chart, and that chart does not hold our value as a person. It does not show our worth. No number can show that. No number on a scale, no number on a clothing tag, um, no number on any chart can prove who we are or what we're worth. I mean, we joke about all the time that we have um, jeans in our closet that one is one size, one's the other side because nothing's consistent. Absolutely nothing's consistent in clothes. Scales fluctuate depending on what scale you step on. I mean, you can step. I can step on a, our scale downstairs. I can step on a scale at a hospital. Be completely different numbers. Exactly. It's like it doesn't make any sense. Like, and I think just the main, the main idea that I want to get across to this book 
is that yes, eating disorders are real at a young age, but they are preventable. Um, they can be dealt with. Um, there are healthy coping mechanisms that all children and adults can use. And I feel that positive affirmations are, are key. They're, they sound very hokey, you know, looking in a mirror and saying, I am strong, I am beautiful, I am loved. But the more you say it, the more you really start to believe it. And I also feel that our children hear it so often from their parents and their loved ones that it almost becomes second nature second nature and a given but i feel like if we can teach them to have that confidence in themselves that's almost better than just telling them the words i think that showing them is is key so that they can take that knowledge in the future we won't always be able to be there to to pump them up we won't always be there to give them that confidence but if we can teach them how to have that confidence in themselves mm-hmm. that's going to be key for their futures self confidence is the hardest thing to have like it's the hardest thing to have no matter especially growing up especially if you're a teenager especially if you're a younger kid like this this it's hard to have that kind of self-confidence until you're like an adult sometimes. So teaching that younger is the best thing you could possibly do. Yes. And although this book is marketed towards first to third grade, I feel like kids a little bit younger and a little bit older can definitely um, utilize these skills. Mm-hmm. And I think that another universal message is that the words that we tell other people, what we say to other people, they have a real meaning and a real power beyond what we even know. When we say something to someone, once we've said it, our part is done. But how someone processes it, how they react to it, what they do with it, that has an effect far beyond what we know. For instance, I can't tell you what those boys looked like, but I can I can remember what they've said in my head and how, I mean, 30 years later, it's had an effect on me. So... I'm hoping that even if a child isn't dealing with an eating disorder or any mental health issues, that even the book will shine a light on the effects of bullying, which is a very, very real issue that we have, not only with children. There are bullies of all ages. You know, bullying does not discriminate. Everyone has to deal with a bully in their mm-hmm. life in some way, shape, or especially, form. Especially in the online world. Yes. Especially. I mean, they've actually, uh, um, what were they watching recently? Oh, they, they addressed cyberbullying on Cobra Kai of all shows. They addressed it there because they wanted to make it sure, yeah, everything, you don't know. You don't know what you're dealing, what people are dealing with sometimes. They dealt with it on that show, which is like, wow, we're doing this here. <laughs> I didn't expect this conversation to happen. But you're right. Bullying happens at any age, anywhere, anytime. And the book just, it shows this real journey from being a child who has all the confidence in the world to having that taken away from you in, in with just one sentence. It's literally one sentence can change a trajectory. So if we can teach people just to be kind to themselves and to other people, then this book will, to me, be a success. That is, I am, I'm hoping it is going to be a great success. For the people know, where people find it? Um, you can pre-order the book currently um, at Orange Hat Publishing. I will make sure that you have the link so that you can attach it. Definitely. Um, and also check out um, the Instagram page uh, at I Know I Am Book, 
And that will have all the information on the release and a launch party. Yes, definitely. So thank you, honey, um, for coming on. Of course, the author of I Know I Am coming out spring 2022, Mandy Riley. Thank you so much. Thank you. together.